Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's just wonderful to be here. It's the first in so many things. 51st birthday of Oman. Church has increased its capacity. We're having baptism. First time in almost two years. God is awesome. God is awesome. And I'm just so happy to be here. It's wonderful to be in church. I'm sure if I even open for testimonies, there will be a lot of things to say at this time. But men, you will have your time tomorrow to testify to God's goodness in our lives. Praise the Lord. Let's just pray for a second that the Lord will speak to us. Father, we say thank you. We thank you for this time. As we are gathered to hear from your word, Father, I pray that you will speak to each one of us. We ask, Lord, that the word that will come out from this pulpit will not be my words, but will be your words, Father Lord. We pray that someone will catch a word in due season and will be blessed mightily, Father Lord. Lord, the way we came shall not be the way we'll go back in the mighty name of Jesus. Father Lord, we'll go out with your blessings. Thank you, Father Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. I have a message. I'll try and make it brief so people can get back home. Um, double attendre. Double attendre. Who knows what a double attendre is? I have teachers here. Do we have teachers? Double attendre. English teachers. Okay. Double attendre is a phrase or figure of speech that could have two meanings or that could be understood in two different ways. Okay? So the definition is there. Okay? It's a phrase or figure of speech that could have two meanings or that could be understood in different ways. Sometimes you might say something, but it can mean two different things. Am I correct? So today, when I started to get the message for the men's day, I was thinking, what was the title of the man's message? And the title is The Man's Job. The Man's Job. Okay? So the man's job has two meanings. It can be your body. Sometimes they can say the man's dog, the man's wife, the man's friend. But at the same time, I'm saying the man's job. That is his calling by name. The man's kibbe, the man's Sam. You're possessing it. At the same time, it can also mean the man's job. What job is the man doing? Am I correct? So, both ways, we're going to look at it. And we'll get our understanding from there. Praise the Lord. And as usual, our reading will be taken from the book of Job. Sorry about that. We'll be taken from the book of Job. Are we together? The book of Job. And please, as we're reading the book of Job, we've got some passages there. I'm not looking at Job from the idea of suffering. Okay? We're not in a period of sufferings. We're in a period of renaissance, if I may say it. God is opening things and things are happening. But we're going to be looking at the man's Job. Okay? And the book of Job, before we read it, okay? The book of Job is set during the patriarchal times. Maybe during Abraham's times. Okay? So it's one of the oldest books of the Bible. 
but possibly it was written by Solomon or some of the other, uh, other authors. Some people say Solomon, some people say Moses, but the time setting was during Abrahamic times. Okay, so I want us to have that understanding and that setting, even though the book is found somewhere towards the middle of the Bible. So, Brother Matthew, please, if you can read Job 1 to 20 for us, it would be good. Job chapter 1, verses 1 to 20. Please follow your Bibles, please. There was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a very great household. All the men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, everyone his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them and it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all for Job said it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts thus did Job continually now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man? One that feareth God and escheweth evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding besides them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took away, yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven, and hath burned up the sheep and the servants, and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said, the Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels, and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And only, only, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. 
And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. Mm. And it fell upon the young men and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Matthew. That is the story of Job. Now, I've taken the first part. We'll take what happens at the end. But that's what happened to Job. But I want us to look at the characteristics of Job, okay? And translate that to what a man's job is. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Now, number one, first characteristic is Job feared God. Okay? He feared God. He was a man of integrity. We could take, we could take that from the first verse that uh, Brother Matthew left, uh, read. Okay? Blameless and upright. That means integrity to me. Okay? And he feared God and shunned evil. As men, if there's number one thing that will get us right, is to fear God. Not fear your bosses. Not fear Pastor Abraham. But to fear God. If you fear God, every other thing will fall in place. If you fear God, you will not run foul of the law of the land. If you fear God, you will not fall foul in your working place. That is the secret of integrity. And that's why he came out in the first verb of Job. He was blameless. What made him blameless? It was because he was upright and he feared God. He shunned evil. Now, Sometimes the difference is there's a difference what is right and what is wrong in our lives. Okay? But he knew what was right and what was wrong because he feared God. And he shunned evil. How many times as men has things been brought to us that is wrong? Have we shunned it away? Okay? In the secular, in the spiritual, whether it's drinking, whether it's smoking, whether it's not praying, we're not having fellowship with God, whether it's adultery, just mention it. It comes down because we do not fear God and we do not shun evil. So number one is to fear God and be a man of integrity. That is our main focus. That's the main characteristic that we can pick from Job. From Job. Okay? So it's very important. And I'm stressing it out today. On a men's day like this. Okay? Number two. Okay? We have to be wealth creators. <laughs> what am I talking about? If you go to those first verses. Okay? And he has seven sons and three daughters were born to him. He also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. So that this man was the greatest of all the people of the east. From Israel down to the east, he was the greatest. The man created wealth. He created money. And these days, I think I'll be looking at him like uh, Jeff Bezos. Okay? Bill Gates, Warren Gates, um, Bill Gates, uh, Warren Buffett of today. That's the way I'll be looking at Job. So what does that tell me? It's still possible to be wealthy and still be righteous. Hallelujah. So let nobody tell you that you should not look after wealth. It's still possible 
Job is an example, and he still remained righteous. Now, if you go back to the beginning, the very, very beginning, Genesis 1, 28 to 29, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it. Have dominion over the fish and of the sea, of the birds, and every living thing that moves on the earth. God has given us that right to have dominion. So as a man, you have to be able to create wealth for your family and those around you. It's not a woman's responsibility to bring bread to the home. If she does it, she's a help meet. But it's our sole responsibility to provide for our families and beyond. Now, that beyond part is to bless the church. To bless God's kingdom work. If Job could be blessed that way, why can't I be blessed that way and still be righteous? I think the bottom part of it for us as men is by the time God blesses us, we lose our bearing. When the blessing comes, oh, I can't attend church activities. I can't do this. I'm busy. I don't have time for this. But I don't think Job missed the chance of serving the true God. That's why God increased it for him. Some of us will say COVID has taken a toll on us. No. You have to stand up and look other avenues to create wealth. Where as men, we had a financial investment a meeting last, not the last meeting. And we're talking about different modes of creating wealth. And one thing I found out that there's sometimes until you get a certain situation, then that's when you know there are other avenues. Men, we look at nine to five jobs. There's more to that than nine to five jobs. Let's bless God for our jobs. Don't get me wrong. But there are other avenues for you to create wealth. But it's not only for yourself, but for God's kingdom. So in your home, if you're relying for your wife to bring the paycheck, nope, it's wrong. You have to bring the paycheck. You have to bring the bread. If it means you working double time, work double time. And God will bless the works of your hands. Praise the Lord. God will bless the works of your hands. And spouses, if your husband is trying, you need to help him. You need to support him. You need to push him. Some of the best advisors for a man should be his spouse, his wife. What advice have you given your husband about wealth creation? What ideas have you come in? What support have you given him? That's why when God was giving the instruction in the Garden of Eden, Eve was there, isn't it? He blessed them, asked them. When he was asking Adam to take the Eve, he was also asking Eve to support him. Because God has given us everything. Okay? We might have low points, but don't be depressed. You might have lost your job. That does not mean that tomorrow will not be greater. I was talking to my friend. He was working in Shell. And he's still working in Shell, actually. He was in Brunei. And he, they cut his overseas assignment. They asked him to go back to Aberdeen. And he went back and he was put on six months pre-retirement leave because they didn't have a vacancy for him. So in six months' time, he knew he was going to be let go. I said, God, what will I do? He started looking for different avenues of making money. Legitimate money. Started looking to stocks and trading in stocks. 
and he has even started making more money in stocks. When the six months was about to happen, Shell called him back and gave him a job in Kazakhstan. And he has moved on. But he has got another income stream coming. And he said he wants to buy his house based on that income stream. So sometimes God puts us into a tight spot for us to be, to be able to bring the best out of us. Am I together? It's for you to be, think outside the box. God will help us as we think outside the box. Praise the Lord. Three, Job was a family man. Okay? I can't overemphasize this. Men, you have to be family men. When I'm talking about family men, husband and wife and kids. Now, why do I know that he had a close-knit family? He said he had children that had the houses and they used to have feasts and they would invite the sisters together and they would come together. Okay? That means his family was close to him. He kept them together. Now, one thing I also understand from that passage is he bequeathed wealth to his children even before they died, before he died. The children all have their houses. Why should I work hard and say I'll give it to my children when they die, when I die? As a man, you should be looking to set up your children even before you pass away. Job has already set his children. They had their houses and they were still around together. If there's anything I love in this country, is the familial relationships. They keep family together. Am I correct? They keep family together as close as possible. Joe's family was kept together. He was a man that had a family. And he always thought of his family. And he shows that he was close to his children. Fathers, you need to be close to your children. Especially when they're growing. They're beginning to become men. Please, if possible, don't be far away from them. Because they need your guidance. Spiritually and in the secular. Don't be absent. If possible, don't be absent. Draw them close. You have a lot of rough edges together. But don't run away from them. It's very important for us to be close to our children, to be family friends, to, have, to be a family man. Apart from that also, he had a lot of friends. If you go down this passage, you find out when everything happened to him, friends came. No, you hear the adage, no man is an island. Go out of your way to make friends as a man. Now, I'm talking about godly friendships. Okay? Go out of your ways. Try and connect. Some of the programs that we have, like tomorrow, is just a downtime for people to be able to connect with one another in the body of Christ. Share ideas. Get to know one another. Sometimes your blessings are domiciled with your friends. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay? That's number three. Number four, Job had spiritual oversight. Okay? Some people think I was going to add that as number one. As men, we need to have spiritual oversight. And I'll come to a verse that Brother Matthew read. So it was when the days, verse five, so it was when the days of the feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to a number of them. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus, Job did this regularly. 
regularly. He gave them worldly freedom. Okay? Job gave them worldly freedom, but he never gave up his spiritual oversight. He gave them everything to succeed in life. But the spiritual oversight was still with him. He still interceded on their behalf. How many of our children are we praying for? From the day they were born, to the day they're married, to they even have grandchildren, you need to continue praying for them. It's a lifelong job. And I learned it. I've learned it. That's something that I always pray. There's somebody that encourages me along that line. Somebody that encourages me along that line. And I'm going to share it with you. Not because of anything. Brother Matthew, anytime you're praying, say, pray for my boys. He's always praying for his children. And every day I learn that from him. It's not that I don't pray for my children, but the way he earnestly prays for his children, God will bless him. And I know their future is bright because they have a father that's praying for them. So as men, responsibility, spiritual oversight, your family, not your children, but even your spouses. We're asked to be priests. You have to stand at the gap. If the devil is sending anything to your home, you have to be in the first line of prayer. Spiritual oversight. Job had that. And that's a man's job. Spiritual oversight. Now, his spiritual oversight went further in verse, chapter 42, verse 8. Now, therefore, take for yourself seven bulls and seven rams. Go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. And my servant shall pray for you. For I will accept him, lest I deal with you according to your folly. Because you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. So what am I saying? I'm saying that he also prayed for his friends. What does that tell me as a man? I need to pray for my friends and pray for my colleagues in the secular. In your working place, how many of your friends have you prayed for? Whether it's for salvation or whether it's for their problem. We need to pray together as men. We need to pray together in one accord. Job prayed for his friends. We call for early, will I seek thee? We get 50. We thank God. 50 people. But I think as men in the house, we should be able to get up to 100 or more. Am I correct? So where are the other 50? Where are they? A point of prayer? You cannot tell me there's anything happening at 5.30 to 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. We made it very convenient. The only thing that can be happening at that time is sleep. Praise the Lord. That's the only thing. I can understand if someone is traveling at that time, go and find an early flight. But we thank God for COVID in one way. There were no flights. So where have you been? In a place of prayer. You go to the care cells. You see only the women and the children. The men are off somewhere else. Where are we? I'm serious about this. That is your job. That's a man's job. Spiritual oversight. Your secular job is not more important than the spiritual oversight that God has given you. 
And Job understood this. So when the church calls people together for prayer, the first people that should be here should be men. Should be men. Praise the Lord. I don't want there to be a census and the women will be more than men in church. I'm even afraid to call that now. Let me not even be embarrassed. But somehow I think maybe we might be 50-50. But, but we should be more. Praise the Lord. Because that's the job God has given us. Now I'll go to the next one. Well, what Job did. Job built character. Job built character. Okay? And that's what they talked about Job's character at the beginning. And as men, we need to build character. And this is where I'm going to go to, to different points under this topic of building character. Through the trials of Job, there was a lot of characters. One character that Job had, he was visionary. Let's understand this. He had a vision. Okay? Job knew the end from the beginning. Okay? Even when his wife came and said, Curse God and let you die. And Job said, Shall we receive good from the Lord and will not receive anything bad from the God? God knew that the end ultimately that God is still God. Job saw God in every situation. As a man, do you see God in every situation? That your family is facing? That what you're going through? Do you see God in that situation? But you need to see what God is doing and what is working. I think there's a discipleship training called Experiencing God. It speaks a lot about that. If you're not attending it, please try and attend it. Even when all his material possessions have been stripped off, his health has been taken away. He still saw God beyond it. In our own days, even regardless of COVID, do we see God in this? Do we see the outcome of the situation we have? You need to have a bigger vision for your family, for your wife, and for your children. Your children might be trying to select their subjects for university. You need to guide them. You need to give them a vision of what they can achieve. They might not have the understanding as a family man. The captain of that ship is you as the man. I see a lot of women trying to be the captain of the ship. But what God has given is that the man should be the captain of the ship. It's not saying that he should not take advice. He should take advice. But you need to steer the direction your family is going. Because at the end of the day, you'll be responsible at the end. Am I correct? So you cannot delineate that your responsibility. As English will say, the box stops on my table. So the box stops at your table. You need to cast a vision for your family. When to move, how to go. And that is why you need to listen to God. Okay? I'm not trying to say that you should do it in your own flesh, but you have to be able to listen to God. Please, children, listen to your fathers. Follow their vision. Wives, listen to your husband. 
follow the vision that God has given him. Okay? If you feel his vision is not impaired, ask God to repair it. But follow his vision. It's very, very important. Most of the families that have succeeded have followed what their husbands have said and what the head of the home has said. I won't go deep into that, but that was one of the character. He had a vision of the end. Two, under building his character, he spoke the truth regardless of what happened. Regardless of what his friends came to tell him about the present scenario, he spoke the truth. And that's why they said he was blameless. He was a man of integrity. If you don't speak the truth, you don't have any integrity. Let your yes be a yes. Matthew 5.37 Yes be yes and your no be no. For whoever is more than this is from the evil one. Anything more from this is from the evil one. No deception. You have to say the truth. Be it in the office, be it wherever it is, you have to say the truth. Job was a man of truth. Regardless of what he went through, with his friends, he was speaking with them, he was speaking the truth. Job 35, 5-6, he says, If I have walked with falsehood, or if my foot has hastened to deceit, let me be weighed on honest skills, that God may know my integrity. That God will know my integrity. The most difficult people to speak truth through is family. Have you been there before? Praise the Lord. You have to speak truth in your own home and the external family at large. But whatever it is, you have to stand by the truth as a man. The next point, do not judge others. Okay? He never judged his friends. He was never judgmental. It's very easy for people that serve in the house of God, whether pastors, whether leaders, to be judgmental of what people are going through. But sometimes you have to put yourself in another person's shoe before you judge the person. God will help us. But one thing as a man, don't judge others. Sometimes you might just see what is at the front, but you do not know what is behind it. There was something that someone said, I was going through a, a training. I think this was with NG4C. You look someone and you're judging him for something he has done. But you need to look beyond that person and find out that you share the same common enemy with that person, which is called the devil. You might have a relationship that's a drunk. You're very annoyed with him because his life has nothing has come out of his life because the guy is full of drinking. Okay? But you need to look, go beyond that and find out, hey, the devil is, has a grip on this one through alcohol. Channel your, your strength into prayers for him. Don't hate him. Don't judge him. But sometimes we think we're holier than thou. Men, you're not holier than thou. Women, you're not holier than your husband. That's also a very particular one. You go home and the wife feels that like she's more spiritual than the husband. Don't be judgmental. Are we together? Job was not. He had a lot of friends. Even his wife, he just told her to keep quiet. But he did not judge her. Because he knew that was the level of her understanding. Okay? Let me try and wrap up. Or let me continue. And the next one, he had a forgiving heart. 
Job 42, 10. Job chapter 42, uh, verse 10. But the Matthew chapter 42, verse 10, we're going to be reading some verses. Can you read 42, uh, 10 to the end, if you, if you don't mind? But Matthew. Yeah. Job chapter 42, 1 to 10. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do every, everything, and that no thought can be withhold, withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not, things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the year, hearing of the year, but now mine eye see thee. Wherefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz. Okay, sorry, the, Brother Matthew, can you just jump? Sorry, to just jump to verse 10. Verse 10. Verse 10. Yes, please. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job mm. when he prayed for his friends. Mm. Also, the Lord gave Job Twice as much as he had before. Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, I'm getting that part of chapter 42. Regardless of all what his friends did, Job forgave them. People that abandoned them, Job forgave them. Have you ever been in a difficult situation as a man that you have felt abandoned? You're going through a difficult time and people leave you. That's a natural human tendency, isn't it? But then when you have sorted yourself out, they come back. What will you do in that situation? Job forgave. He had a very large heart. The extended family abandoned him, came to eat with him. You'll be offended. As a man, you'll be offended. You'll be offended in the home. Either your children or your spouse, you'll be offended. In the office, you'll be offended. But you have to forgive and move on. That is for your own good. You have to be able to forgive and move on. You can't hold on to it. And Job understood that principle. So when things resurfaced for him, he forgave. It's the same thing in life, our day-to-day -day life. People will abandon us and they will come back and we have to forgive. And as a man, you have to take the bullet for some things. Something that maybe a member of your family has taken it, you have to apologize and take the bullet. Have you been there before? Okay? It's your place to do that. So imagine me, Job, after all I've gone through, then somebody that had disappeared will come back to eat with me. <laughs> it's very difficult. Some of us will not even open the door. <laughs> but he opened the door and he ate. And when they say they ate, I mean you don't eat with their, don't eat with their enemy, isn't it? When you're sharing a plate, I mean in, um, in the African culture, they used to put trays of food together by age groups. So they're eating together. There's a bond that happens. It's just this Western uh, 
way of life now that everybody has his own plate and everything. But uh, then you used to eat communally. I think the Omanis to do that. And even at their weddings, they eat uh, with a common plate, isn't it? Have a large heart. As a man, have a large heart. The next point, he never gave up. <laughs> Very important. You know, I mentioned to you what Job had at the beginning. And I mentioned to you what Job had at the end. Now, I want you to understand something. This did not come from the sky. No, I can remember when I was small and they're asking your parents for so many things. They'll tell you our money does not grow on trees. <laughs> I've been there before. Do you think I, I plucked the money from trees or do you think I picked it from the ground? Those were the sarcastic statements they used to tell us. Joe's wealth did not come from the ground. It was not plucked from the tree. Job started from scratch. I want us to understand that. His children died. How long does it take to have children? Nine months. So he started afresh. Am I correct? So even with the family, he started afresh. His business, he started afresh. So as a man, what phase of life have you gone through that you cannot start afresh? What has COVID given you that you feel that like you cannot start afresh? What has a job loss given you that you think cannot start afresh? Job started afresh in bad health, without friends, and he prospered. So whatever you're going through, whatever season in your life, you can start afresh. And you will recover. You will recover in Jesus' name. They're just temporary setbacks. Believe me. They're just temporary setbacks. You will recover. Job recovered. And that shall be our portion. Now, don't, don't, don't think I'm only talking about men. It's men's day. It also applies to women. What have you given up on? What hope have you lost? You will recover. Job recovered. So you have to be ready to start again. That's the difference between us that know Christ and those that do not know Christ. Those that don't know Christ, they will commit suicide. They have given up. But I'm not going to give up. And you are not going to give up. We will arise from the ashes. The way the Job talked about, he had ashes all over himself. He rose from there. He washed his face and he moved on. And lastly, there's something I'll pick from Job. The last thing about building character. He treated everybody fairly. He treated everybody fairly. The friends that came back, he treated them fairly. Did you notice something Job did? Now, don't forget, I said the timing was during the patriarchal times. He gave inheritance to his daughters. <laughs> he treated his children equally. We have cultures now that they'll say the, man, the boy is, uh, is superior to the female child. Am I correct? Job did not look at that. He said he gave a portion of his inheritance to his daughters. And that tells me that Job was a fair man. If he could be fair in his family, he would be also be fair outside. Are we together? Treat people fairly. In life, treat people fairly. 
If you're an employer of labor, treat people fairly. Why do you want them to work overtime? Why do you get wages that are not commensurate to the effort? What are you a slave driver? Treat people fairly. You go to buy something and the, the person is selling you. You can see the person is, is very poor. And you're still bargaining for what the person wants. And you know that you have it within your pocket to pay what he's asking for. Treat them fairly. But you go to a big shop, a designer shop that asks you for the price you bring out your money and you count and you give it. You don't even bargain. But the postman that's selling something by the roadside, you want to take the last visa from him. Treat people fairly. Okay? Job did that. He started with his family and I'm sure he did that outside. So, building character, you can see the, the, the four points that I put there. He was visionary. Man, it's our job to be visionary. It's our job to speak the truth. It's our job not to judge people. It's our job to have a large heart. Are we together? It's our job that's forgiving. And it's also our job never to give up. Okay? And it's also our job to treat people fairly. Now, I've come to the end of this, but in conclusion, my prayer for every man is found in Job chapter 12, verse 12a. And also verse 17. And I'll read this. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job. More than his beginning. Understand this. The Lord will bless your latter days than the beginning. The Lord will bless your latter days than the beginning. From today onwards. Men, the Lord will bless you more than your beginning. And verse 17. It goes to say it. So Job died old and full of days. You will die full of days when your time comes. There shall be no regrets. You have fulfilled all that God has called you to fulfill on this earth in the mighty name of Jesus. That is my prayer for you. As you are excellent, so shall it be. As Job finished, so shall it be in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. As you go out, celebrate. Celebrate. That you have heard this message and your life will be that of Job towards the ending. 